Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. I appreciate everyone hanging out with us on this Wednesday. KB and Andy, it's the Wake Up Call broadcasting live from the drivehuber.com studios. Reminder, Mark Kestishier, ESPN Radio. Kesty, Uncle Kesty, he'll join us uh, coming up at 9 o'clock. I should mention as well, uh, keep following uh, WIBC traffic, KB. I don't know if you've seen this, but there are wrecks all over right now in Metro Indy, including uh, northbound 65 at South Keystone is all backed up. Right in center lanes, there's a truck upside down, so I figured I'd mention that. We try to whenever things are really messy, and right now uh, they are pretty messy. So uh, follow WIBC uh, and my guy Matt Bear, who I pass in the hallway every morning for all of that. All right, let's jump on out. Pay Less Liquors Hotline, tons to talk about. Uh, the Pacers, Indy, hosting the All-Star Weekend, and much more. And Adrian Wojnarowski joining us here on the program, ESPN Senior NBA Insider. Woj, good morning. Uh, I want to get in just a second. We've been promoting. Promoting this morning, uh, your podcast, which is going to be at the Vogue Theater tomorrow. Yeah. So I want to give you some time on that. But 30 minutes ago, you had a Woj bomb. You and Ramona Shelburne uh, that the Warriors and Lakers had a conversation about LeBron James being traded to the Warriors. What else can you tell us about that? And was the hesitancy on the Lakers or more maybe on LeBron's side of things? No, good morning, guys. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, right prior to the trade deadline, uh, middle of last week, the Warriors called the Lakers. It was an owner-to-owner call. Joe Lake Cub to Jeannie Buss. And, and essentially, Lake Cub asked if some of the uh, apparent frustration that LeBron James was feeling, you saw the hourglass uh, emoji, you know, in the days leading into the trade deadline, was there an opening? for a discussion on the availability of LeBron James. Uh, It was something Draymond Green, we were told, uh, was encouraging uh, his owner or his, excuse me, Joe Lake of his boss to do. And essentially Jeannie Buss, her response was, we're not interested in trading him, but if you're asking me about his mindset, why don't you call his representation? reach out to Rich Paul and ask him if he's frustrated or whether he's happy here. And I think that's part of how Jeannie Buss has always operated that team. She wants her star players to be happy. She's want, she wants them to want to be there. And essentially she said, ask Rich Paul. And Joe Lacob and Mike Dunleavy Jr., their GM, you know, eventually uh, got to Rich Paul and he shut this down mm. and said LeBron has no interest. They had no interest in being traded, and that was the end of it. There were other calls. Mike Dunleavy Jr. to Rob Palenka, who told them we're not interested in trading LeBron. And if you, as you read through the story, you'll see the Lakers had other calls, or another call anyway, leading into the trade deadline. Daryl Morey in Philadelphia called on LeBron James. Now, Daryl Morey will call on everybody's star. He called Phoenix and went down the line on their uh, you know, on Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, uh, Bradley Beal, and was told no on all of them. He was obviously told no 
on LeBron James. But the fact that an owner called an owner, they had more than one conversation uh, about uh, the Warriors' interest. They wanted to pair him with, obviously, Steph Curry with Draymond Green. LeBron's in the last year of his deal, potentially. He's got a player option on next season. Uh, But uh, those conversations never went far enough that the Warriors even could make an offer. The Lakers never gave them an opening to even make an offer on LeBron James. But this was a very interesting 24-hour window between those two organizations. Quite the Woj bomb about a half hour ago. Again, Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN, the GOAT. He's with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Speaking of stars, he's got an event with the Pacers star coming up, Tyrese Halliburton, tomorrow night at the Vogue. We'll get to that in just a second. One more on on this news item, if you mm-hmm. don't mind, Woj. You think LeBron will end his career ultimately with the Lakers, or do you see another stop? You know, we say in the story, and, you know, our reporting certainly right now is that his focus this summer – is remaining with the Lakers. And with that player option, typically you're going to decline the player option and then do a new deal because you can get a raise off of that number. You could do an, you could do a one plus one or a two plus one or whatever at this point. I don't think he's doing, you know, at this point in his career at 40 years old, uh, it's probably certainly a shorter deal. I'm told that's still his focus to do. And, you know, so much of his post-career is going to play out on the West coast, he wants to be, uh, you know, he wants to be part of a potential ownership group in Vegas. He's working pretty, very diligently on that with the groups that, that would help him do that. But certainly, certainly I don't think you ever can rule it out, but I think his intentions have been to remain there. And I think the Lakers believe that they have an opportunity this summer to upgrade that roster uh, have some more draft capital that they could put into trades and try this summer to improve their supporting cast. I don't think they're championship contenders right now. Um, is there a move this summer that could put them back into that conversation? LeBron and obviously the NBA world will be descending upon Indianapolis here in the coming days. It is all-star weekend coming up here in the Circle City. Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN joining us right now to chat more about that. Woj, your event at the Vogue tomorrow night. I've had some way back Wednesdays at the Vogue. This sounds like a little bit more of an educational night with Tyrese Halliburton. And I find the Grant Hill appearance, considering the Team USA connection for Halliburton in a Olympic year, interesting yeah. as well. Let our audience know what they could be getting into tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for it. I've had both Tyrese and Grant Hill separately on my podcast. And they are, listen, the people in Indianapolis know about uh, Tyrese Halliburton, and I, I think it's going to be a fun night. I, I think it's going to be uh, – he's always candid. He's always open. He's always got something interesting to say. Uh, and then having Grant Hill come in and join us uh, halfway through, obviously the managing director of USA Basketball, Hall of Famer. And, uh, you know, I wanted to try to pair a couple people that I thought would really complement each other. Uh, and I think probably in the second half of it, maybe a little broader conversation – about the league with both Grant and Tyrese together. Obviously, USA Basketball, they were part of uh, the team last summer um, at the Worlds. Uh, obviously, you know, there's certainly a, a real possibility that Tyrese Halliburton could be part of the Olympic team next summer. Uh, I just think it's a great pairing of two people, of two smart, interesting, accomplished people. And listen, I think if you're a Pacer fan, a chance to 
it's a small theater. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited. I've never been in the Vogue. People just rave about it. You guys obviously know it uh, well. But just sort of that intimate environment of a conversation, and I think it's a way for fans to get up close and get to see uh, Tyrese Halliburton, get to see Grant Hill, and uh, really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I love you know, I've been to the Final Four in Indy, an All-Star Weekend in Indy. I think it's going to be great. There's no better basketball town, uh, no better basketball metropolis, certainly in America. Uh, obviously, no better basketball state than Indiana. They always do these big events right. So much history there. And I think the timing for the Pacers organization, with the success they've had this year, and obviously Tyrese Halliburton, who's been you know, really maybe the breakout player in the league this year, certainly in the East, and so uh, we still have tickets available. Yeah, it's a, like I said, it's a fairly intimate theater, but um, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be, again, at The Vogue. That's tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, thevogue.com. If you want to check out tickets there, thevogue.com, the Woj Podcast Live. Again, Halliburton's going to be there, Woj, obviously, uh, and Grant Hill. That should be a lot of fun uh, as well. You know, I got thinking, you mentioned Halliburton and the Pacers, uh, his emergence, perhaps they are a little bit ahead of schedule a few weeks ago. Now, what, month ago or so, we see the move for Pascal Siakam. We know they need to lock him up to that max deal this offseason. That's going to be number one with the move they made to kind of, you know, get rid of Buddy Heald at the trade deadline. Woj, what do you think is next for the Pacers? Is there another sizable swing that the front office can make? What do you make about the future moves, I guess, that they could make here in the next year or so? Well, I think, you know, obviously re-signing Pascal Siakam this offseason, I think there's a lot of confidence uh, that that will happen, that can happen. Uh, you know, he was excited about the trade to Indiana. I think he's loved being there so far. And I think the Pacers traded for him with, with some confidence that, you know, they'd be able to do that. I think with the current economics of the NBA, like, you know, Halliburton, Pascal Siakam, and, you know, Miles Turner, certainly, you, you don't want to see growth. I think their, their big moves are going to be the growth of their young players, Ben Matherin. Uh, you know, that group, seeing those guys uh, grow around, you know, all-star, all-star level players on Halliburton, Pascal Siakam. Certainly, uh, this is a group that you want to see get better defensively. That was part of the thought of uh, bringing in Siakam. Uh, but I think this is an organization that I think Indiana is seeing the benefits of this new collective bargaining agreement that was just going to make it very difficult for the big market teams who could run up huge luxury tax bills and have three stars, have three max players. It is going to just be really, really difficult to do that and have any kind of supporting cast, any kind of roster flexibility. And so I think, you know, maybe in a previous year, a, you know, a Golden State, a Clippers, a Lakers trades for Siakam because they could pay him as a third star. The league wanted to see star talent spread around. And I think Indiana, uh, to an extent, is a beneficiary of that. But also the fact that they were building something there, what uh, Kevin Pritchard and Chad Buchanan and Rick Rick Carlisle have done, uh, the leadership there, and the Halliburton trade changed the organization. It's a team, guys want to play with him, um, and people see him as a legitimate franchise star you can build around those are hard to get they're really hard to get in trades uh 
and they're even harder to get when they're really young. And the Pacers did all that with Halliburton. Yeah, I am bullish on Tyrese's ability to attract some guys here moving forward. Just uh, retweeted the link to those tickets again tomorrow night at the Vogue. Adrian Wojnarowski with us here on the Payless Stickers Hotline. Tyrese Halliburton and Grant Hill. You can check out my Twitter page for a link uh, to those tickets. Woj, one Halliburton item I did want to ask you about, uh, I guess it's a little bit on the floor, a little bit off the floor, but that 65-game rule has been a big topic for us here locally, and Tyrese playing that mark. He's got a couple of games to play with here the rest of the season, potentially getting the All-NBA nod, and obviously the contractual uh, finances off of that. Do you see any tweaking of that rule moving forward here? Obviously, the Embiid situation, I know, has dominated some of your headlines as well. But how do you see the NBA reacting to that rule moving forward? Yeah, I don't think they're going to change it. I, there always can be tweaks. And, and maybe there's some more latitude when for players who are close around 65. Um, like in Tyrese Halliburton's case where you know, I think they would have been willing or will be willing to include the play-in championship or excuse me, the in-season championship game. That makes sense. You know, you might want to say, hey, can we include the All-Star game in that? They're probably not going to do that. Um, but I think the league wanted this rule very much. They've got it in place. And there are probably going to be a couple guys every year who are going to be, you know, who are going to hover around that. And, and maybe an injury um, keeps them from All-NBA. If you look through it historically, especially with the awards, not so much the All-NBA, but the awards – there's not many guys who've won, like whether it's Defensive Player of the Year, MVP, uh, Most Improved, whatever it is. Not many guys who've won it uh, below 65. There's a few, and I, but I think this is something the league really wanted, and I don't see dramatic change to this. They wanted players on the floor. They've gotten them on the floor more this year, but I think the concern for teams though is the idea that injured players, players who aren't healthy are going to play when they shouldn't play uh, to try to keep themselves to get them at that 65 number. And does that cost teams in the postseason? Does that cost teams, you know, are we going to see less stars in the playoffs because they injured themselves or they made worse an injury? I think that's all collateral damage to this, but you know, they made a decision in the NBA, especially with a new TV deal coming to have more star players on the court. They've gotten it. We'll see at what cost that is. And again, like you don't want injured players playing and then uh, making injuries worse. Or, um, But that's going to all be part of this. I, I don't see it changing. Well, which we'll end with this. Your colleague Adam Schefter has shared the story before on where he was and what he was doing when breaking the news of Andrew Luck and his retirement. Certainly some people here in Indianapolis had some opinions on it, simply to me, Schefter was just doing his job. What is your craziest news-breaking story? You know, well, I'm going to have to think about that one for Thursday night. I, I <clears throat> Adam was at a dinner. I remember him telling me that. He was at a family Like a mother-in-law dinner birthday <laughs> dinner, I <laughs> yeah, believe, if I, I, I remember correctly. This. I, um, I, can, I have a pretty good memory of almost – Every story I've broken physically where I was, like if you can ask me different stories through the years, I can tell you, yeah, I pulled off the road and I parked in that cemetery. <laughs> I pulled off the road and I parked in this apartment building complex's parking lot. I pulled off. I, I, I have a pretty good memory 
of like all over northern New Jersey, these places that I've had to pull over. Um, you know the I best Uber Wi-Fi spots Uber in northern New Jersey. More. Yeah, I Ubered <laughs> a lot more. But, you know, flights and, <clears throat> you know, spotty wireless on flights. That's why I, t- I tend to only try to fly red eyes. Like Especially mo- a lot of my travel now is New York to L.A. <clears throat> and I'll only fly red eyes home because the phone typically doesn't ring between, you know, midnight and 6 a.m., uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, that's, um, you need good wireless wherever you are. <laughs> well, I'll be sharing great. those stories tomorrow night. Again, inside of the Vogue eight o'clock. Uh, again, the link is on our Twitter page, the wake up call and just retweeted that Tyrese Halliburton, Grant Hill, Adrian Borjanowski, the Woj pod tomorrow night, live at the Vogue Woj safe travels to Indy. Good luck to your right. Bonnie's trying to get on Ooh. a run here late <clears> in the hey, season. That's, that's, that's where I'm going from all-star. I'm there Thursday, Friday. I've got a 5.30 a.m. flight through Washington to Buffalo and then uh, down to Olean for Bonnie's Davidson. Everybody else is going to Cabo. I'm going to Bonnie's Davidson. Gosh, I, I absolutely love your passion for your alma mater That's there great. in St. Bonaventure. Again, hopefully they can get on a run here late in the year. Well, right. We will uh, see you tomorrow Thanks, night, guys. man. I appreciate you. See you in Indy. Okay, take care.